Hi, I'm Jamila and Anybody Everybody Tottenham is a boy monthly podcast introducing the good people of Tottenham to you. Today I'm talking to Amisha who is a birth worker from Tottenham and we talk about inequalities in the health system particularly around childbirth and how a birth worker can support especially people in the LGBTQ plus community to advocate for what they need in the settings around childbirth. So today on the pod, I have Amisha with me, who is a birth worker. We shall find out what that means. Hello, Amisha. Hi, Jamila. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast. So Amisha, we start always off with your connection to Tottenham. You said you moved quite recently. Why did you move here? What what drew you in? So I was actually looking for a place to live with my girlfriend. And, you know, London, it's just like, it can be really hard to find a place. But um, we ended up finding somewhere with like a really nice, lots of parks and like nature nearby, which is something we were looking for. And we just really ended up liking the area. So I actually grew up in West London. So it was a bit of a change moving up north. Um, but I'm really enjoying it so far. So you weren't put off by any negative connotations of of Herringay Tottenham? No, not really. Okay. <laughs> I feel like every area in London has like negative stuff that people say about it. So I try to like not focus on that unless it is something that would really affect me. But no, I didn't really think that much about anything negative when I moved here. And first impressions? First impressions. So I've, yeah, just been really liking the local community. Like, there's some bits that I would, you know, prefer to not have to deal with. I'm sure everyone's aware at Seven Sisters, there's the, like, preachers by the station who can make some, like, homophobic remarks from time to time. But I've just learned to, like, you know brush it off yeah just like not engage like just keep moving but other than that yeah it's really nice I'm enjoying it okay so you are a birth worker but I'm assuming you didn't start off with this just reading a little bit about you so could you tell us a little bit about your path into the work you're doing now yeah definitely um so how I got into it it was a bit of a you know not conventional path not that there really is a conventional path going into birth work it is sort of something that people say you're just sort of like called to do so I went to university and studied biology and while I was there um, I sort of lost interest in the sort of like research side of it and the sort I don't know the whole degree part of it Um, and I got more interested in like access to healthcare and like understanding patient rights and also just like the racism that exists within healthcare systems racism that's been in medicine like since modern western medicine was sort of like founded um and yeah that was something I became really passionate about and then after finishing uni I sort of got interest in curriculums and like decolonizing curriculums and that kind of work in, in secondary schools at university or where do you mean 
So it was mainly in secondary schools. Oh, yeah. So I was working with this organization called the Black Curriculum that was basically campaigning. It had two parts. One was campaigning to the government to basically make it a requirement that schools teach um, black histories in the curriculum because at the moment it's kind of like optional and also with the Tory government they're kind of trying to make any conversations around black history basically remove it from the curriculum so it's like we're sort of going backwards now but so they do that and then they also do works in school where they teach and deliver workshops and and like lessons around black British history Mm -hmm. and then And then how did you get to work for so from after that? Um, I was sort of doing that for like a little bit, like around it, maybe just over a year. And then I basically, I wanted to get back into what I started out with, which is like mm-hmm. the bit I was really passionate about for my degree was like the medical advocacy part, people getting healthcare that was not sort of like blanket healthcare that for a lot of people, especially like black and brown people and queer people, it doesn't actually meet our needs um, and the system itself doesn't really know how to meet our needs and doulas basically or birth workers provide that one-to-one sort of like tailored care that isn't really available in the NHS or even in like a lot of private healthcare you'll find. So what what gaps have you noticed within um, healthcare when it comes to black and brown people and uh, the gay community now I know some terrible statistics especially around yeah. childbirth and black women mm. um, it's five isn't it like five times more likely to die during childbirth, which is like a really shocking statistic and is actually worse than it is in America where I think it's like three or four times more likely and they also found in studies that looked at race and childbirth that it didn't Like people were saying it was like because black women were like generally in poorer communities. So it was more of a like class issue than Mm. it was a race issue. But when they actually broke it down, they realized that black women, no matter what their socioeconomic status was, were always were like more likely to die than white women of the same socioeconomic status. So, yeah, it like it's kind of we know that from like media as well like the things like Serena Williams she's one of the richest most powerful women in the world and even during childbirth she experienced a lot of complications you had that background and and how do you go about becoming a doula now I knew the term I don't know if maybe from American tv programs and stuff when people had like home births and then they had a doula I think um how much is this uh, a concept in the UK is it a very new one or it's definitely not a new concept but I think it's becoming more mainstream and more common as more people are having issues with the healthcare system that's available to them and especially now with staffing issues and COVID um, in like maternal and perinatal health it's become there's more of an awareness around what we do and yeah definitely in America there's like a bigger community and more people know about doulas because or birth workers which is this, this, they're different words for the same thing basically yeah because I guess private healthcare is more of a thing so people are more mm. aware of things like birth workers And yeah, people also consider it a lot more to do with home births, but hmm. there are some birth workers who will only support home births um, just because they don't want, they maybe have issues with the hospital system and just like, yeah, I don't want to deal with that. 
Um, but I think most most birth workers that I know will support a birth no matter where it is. If it's a hospital birth, if it's planned C-section, if it's home birth, birth centre, they will support it. So, yeah. So what do you do? So basically what we do is we provide support during pregnancy um, and that's sort of antenatal information and putting together a birth plan, sort of supporting the birth partners, um, no matter if that's a romantic partner, friend, relative, um, just to create that birth team. And we call it a birth plan, but obviously you can't really plan birth. Birth just is unpredictable. It's sort of putting together um, the birthing partner birthing person's preferences so that the rest of their birth team can advocate for that as much as possible during the birth and they'll also be there during the birth with them and provide if they want it support postnatally which is obviously a really important period and a really difficult period for a lot of people yeah I think when I looked on your website you said how you um, educate people as well about their rights isn't it like once they're in in hospital in a situation what can they ask for and what 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 can they do yeah yeah definitely that's a really important part because a lot of the time when you do end up going to a hospital or a birth center the midwives and stuff there will have their own policies and procedure which is how they will do things But obviously that is not the law. You don't have to follow exactly what this hospital is doing just, just because it's their policies. Um, sometimes those policies aren't even based on the most up-to-date research and evidence. They, they can be based on research that from like 30 or 20 years ago that isn't really relevant now. And also these guidelines, just because they're sort of a blanket rule of what works best for them, it's not going to be what works best for every single person. So yeah, it's making sure that people know their rights and are able to advocate for themselves and also you can be there to advocate for them when they're in labor and they can't really do that themselves in your training to become a, a birth worker how how was that who who trained you to do this so i trained with um, an organization called abuela doulas that was founded by mars lord who is a really amazing birth worker and life coach and she basically set up a boiler doulas because she wants to train more black and brown birth workers to address the gap or the disparities in outcomes for black and brown birthing people so I trained last year with them around March and yeah it's been a really great experience so were in initially would you be there and 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 with another birth worker to kind of observe Because I just feel like... Yeah, so the thing about what we do, we don't... There's The training um, we did was never actually like going to view a birth. Because, mm -hmm. um, yeah, with emotional and support, you like you can't really give birth when there's a student there just like okay. watching you. It doesn't really make sense. Even though you in hospitals, you will have student midwives and people there which is just a bit crazy to me because you wouldn't have a trainee birth worker there but you'd have medical professionals who are trainees mm. but obviously in your notes and in your birth plan you can request to not have students there um if you don't want to yeah so the first time I was at a birth was with was through an organization called neighborhood doulas that basically offers 
birth and postnatal support to people who can't financially afford a a doula and also people with like intersecting circumstances like people who are asylum seekers, people who are in domestic violence situations. So basically people that the current system don't know how to support and how it works is their midwife will basically refer them to us when they're coming close to their due date. They'll basically be like, do you have someone who's going to be there with you during the birth? And if they don't, and if they're also in one of those other groups of people who are facing multiple issues, then they'll get a referral and someone from our team of doulas will support them during the birth. Mm. So tell us about your first birth then, your first birth experience. So because I started during COVID, the Mm. first two people I supported, I couldn't actually attend the birth. So it was the third. So I actually supported them during pregnancy and postnatally. And I actually still have really good relationships and connections with them. But I was not actually at their birth um, because the midwives just basically wouldn't let, they wouldn't let more than one person in with them. And sometimes people have like someone who will turn up last minute and basically be with them. So the first birth I was at was, yeah, it was just amazing. It was every time I've been at a birth, it has just like been this really incredible, magical moment. And every birth I've been at has been completely different. I mean, I've been at 10 now, which isn't a huge number, considering there's midwives who might see 10 births a week. But for me, that is each one I go to holds such a special memory Mm -hmm. for me. Okay, let's talk a little bit about because you're also focusing on, I don't know, is it, how does it work like LGBTQ plus um, Mm -hmm. people? Can you be just black and brown, normative, heteronormative, and see you? Or do you have to be LGBTQ plus and brown? No, I mean, I'm open to clients. It doesn't matter what your race is, what um, your sexual orientation or gender orientation is. Just because from being at birth, I know you can have, anyone can have birth trauma. It doesn't even matter if you're in one of those groups. But obviously I know that the system is more catered to you if you are white, cisgendered and straight. Yeah, so anyone can like, reach out to me what yeah what are the issues i i did read earlier um an article about how basically the the medical system there's no research and there's no real i don't know processes to deal with the lgbtq plus community growing and and the different challenges also mental challenges um of you know, like even even lesbian couples. Apparently, lesbian couples are really exponentially grew over over the last years as as parents, um, and this whole idea of having a, a female partner who's not the biological parent, etc. But even I wonder with the transgender man being pregnant, giving birth is is a complicated process as well for them isn't it about their gender identity and then this this process so what what have you noticed or what are you passionate about um yeah I'd say the process itself is only difficult because the system is not catered to support those people with getting pregnant and during their pregnancy birth and postnatally just because if you look at any perinatal unit in the UK, they all say like maternity, this are maternity wards. The bathrooms in in this section are only for women. So it's really not designed to like 
the language itself is not designed to like include trans people and I mean even if when you meet midwives they're all like excited to be a mum all of this stuff is just very tailored towards like straight cis women yeah I think gradually it's becoming more inclusive like I think last month on the NHS they put a page up that was advice on getting pregnant if you're trans and tips during pregnancy um, and support with like chest feeding and things like that but yeah a lot of people just don't have the training which is a bit sad because there are people out there who are doing these trainings for people to use more inclusive language and just know what the issues and barriers are for trans people but what are problems at the moment in regards to right do both parents have full rights or do you need to adopt i feel like something was in the media recently no yeah so for as far as i know unless they've changed it if it's a lesbian couple that's two women the yeah the second parent needs to adopt if you're a non-binary parent that just like doesn't exist basically so you have to either say you're like mother or father um if you're a trans man who gives birth you're automatically on the birth certificate going to be put under the mother and you need to legally somehow go through the process of getting that changed and I think it is quite a long process yeah and especially um, like you've just given birth you know yeah that, that, that is stressful <laughs> enough you don't want to have yeah. to deal I think like with your background in education I think you definitely should go into schools and educate them a lot because um, I told you in, in our email exchange that I'm running the pride club in my school and we've got a few transgender boys and I think they would definitely be interested and they talked before how they feel often excluded by the curriculum and especially in biology etc so I think there's definitely and I, I think you know staff would be open I think just a lot of staff are feeling a bit insecure you know they don't want to say something wrong so they don't so they don't talk about it at all you know Yeah, I actually worked part-time at a school over the past year and I was like covering lessons and sometimes basically sort of like a sub and sometimes I would end up covering biology lessons and yeah, it would just, because they're textbook, they're, a lot of the textbooks are from like 20 or 30 years ago and teachers are like stressed enough, they don't want to have to rewrite all their materials hmm. and change the language on things. But yeah, if there was someone there to just, help them out with like a couple of things I can see how people would be open to it because even when like talking to kids about periods and like who can get pregnant like it's not just yeah. women and also there are women who can't get pregnant cis women who can't get pregnant yeah. and trans women. so we need to I don't know I'm I'd just saying to you this is a new income stream for you you know <laughs> if you if you designed a little training program I reckon schools because schools have to be inclusive no it really surprises me like how knowledgeable a lot of the kids are I'm not trying to be patronizing or anything but it was around the time of the like Roe versus Wade thing and I just thought I'd like throw it out to this like year eight class and see what they thought and they all had so many great opinions and they were asking so many questions and I was like I don't know all the answers to all of these questions yeah it was nice to see how like passionate they were about abortion rights and stuff mm -hmm. like that which I don't think I was 
thinking about that much at their age. Yeah. No, our Pride Club is very heavy on year seven. So are there any events that are coming up from you or any other ways that people could get involved? Yeah. So me and a group of other queer birth workers in London are setting up a sort of like bumps and babies group but it's also just for anyone who wants to be um wants to learn more about birth and like parenting options for queer people so the first event the date isn't 100% set so if you head over to my instagram you'll be able to find out more of the details for the event but it's going to be on the topic of how to be a badass birth partner and it's it, you don't have to know anyone who's pregnant you don't have to be thinking about that right right now it's just for any queer person who was sort of interested in what we do that maybe they're just manifesting it you know going yeah. there getting ready just in case yeah and yeah. um yeah talking about instagram i was thinking like at the moment you're you're talking about is it south asian is it south asian awareness month or something uh, south asian heritage month yeah south asian sorry what heritage heritage and you talk yeah. a little bit about birthing practices or what's what's the topic yeah so what I've been talking about is a mixture of like birthing practices birthing practices and also just how we can like be more inclusive as a community I don't know I think part of what I do as a birth worker is trying to bring back all those traditions and those sort of like practices that were more common like pre-colonially but now we've lost a lot of that sort of like knowledge mm -hmm. um and a lot a lot of stuff around like ayurvedic medicine and like herbal medicine which I'm just sort of like trying to learn myself and yeah how important that can be especially in the postnatal period okay so very cute instagram you've got you also got a little blog on your website yeah I'm just starting to get that up so slowly slowly <laughs> just just keep keep going with it and okay so do you have any top tips from your from your recent experience you know like a place that welcomed you with open arms in Tottenham yeah or Herringay a place that well I mean I can tell you a top food place okay which on West Green Road is the French crepes okay I don't know if people know about it but it's sort of like a window in the wall with mm. this these two guys that make crepes and they're like absolutely amazing I also just really like the parks and like the amount of nature here there's downhills park near me also I don't think this is technically Tottenham but in Walthamstow there's the wetlands yeah which is really beautiful there's also a really beautiful sort of like park. it's sort of in that like gentrified area of manor manor house mm -hmm. so it's part of their whole new building block but anyone can just go in there and look at the like nature and the pond or whatever i think it's called woodbury farm woodbury something but it's really beautiful and i'd recommend yeah okay so you're all about the nature what about so your your background is sri lankan mm -hmm. I've been twice and I love Sri Lankan food, but we, we are a little bit, there used to be on West Green Road. I mean, it, it was terrible service. Like I remember that when we went, it was like two hours, but it was really good food. And I think on Green Lanes, there was a, a restaurant as well, but I think they closed as well. But otherwise we don't have much. There isn't. No, because I've been looking, yeah, for like actually in, yeah, not in Tottenham, 
But I know one opened in Islington, which isn't that far. And I think it's called okay. the Tamil Prince. And it literally just opened like a month ago. But yeah, I've been looking for places Maybe. in Tottenham. Have not found any. Maybe you need to open one. <laughs> I'm <laughs> giving you all these job, job advice just so <laughs> I can have some Sri Lankan food. Yeah. Thank you very much for being on the pod. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> okay. Have a lovely day. You okay. Too. Bye. So I think that was another really interesting and informative session. I will link Amisha's Instagram and her blog in the show notes. And we recorded this in August, back in August. She has run the first session in September. If you look on her Instagram, she, she did some posts about this. And I spoke to her earlier and she said the next meeting is on Broadwater Farm Community Center on Saturday, the 22nd of October from 12 till 2. So there isn't anything on Instagram at the moment, but I'm assuming she will publish that as well. So if you're interested, that is the next event that she will be running. Okay, so I hope you had a nice listen there. Bye! I hope you enjoyed today's episode learn something new, and let that Tottenham love grow. Take care, and until next time, bye!